today is the last Friday in February, and I realized we have not done any episodes to honor Black History Month, and so that's what today's episode is all about. It's going to be me, Jessamy, Jessa, Lynn, and Gemma Grace talking about their Black History Month school projects, and we have special guest Richard Miles from Miles of Freedom on the show as well, and we talk about how he fits into Black History as well. Stay tuned. You don't want to miss it. Let's go. Have you or someone you know had your life turned upside down because of your past? Of course I have. Everyone does background checks now, which makes it hard to bounce back. What do you believe? I believe your background shouldn't hold you back. It, sh- it should pay you back. This podcast will inspire you, motivate you, and inform you with everything you need to rise above your past and, and not be afraid to say, go, go ahead, check my background. My name is J. Dan Gum, and this is is background check you already know let's go you can check my background i'm a forgiving felon so tell them that i won't back down now you can bet i won't live in regret it's time to earn some respect you are tuning in to background check all right everybody welcome to background check podcast uh as always today's episode is brought to you by forgiven felons but today we're giving a big old shout out to richard miles and Miles of Freedom. Give them a hand. Yay. <laughs> so, um, you know, Black History Month was first uh, kind of brought about uh, by the black educators and the black United students at Kent State University in 1969, February. And but um, we first celebrated it officially in 1970. And and that's where we are today. You know, um I'm kind of new to this podcast thing, and I I just, for some reason, thought February episodes should be all love stories, and 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 next year I won't make that same mistake, Richard. (laughs) I'm um, I'm going to uh, honor some Black History people and uh, honor Black History Month, and so um, this is the last Friday of February, and that's what we're going to do. So joining me today is my wife Jessamy. Hello. Uh, my daughter, Jessa. Hi, everybody. And my awesome six-year-old daughter, almost seven, Gemma Grace. You say hi? No? Hi. hi. She says hi a little bit. Uh, and also, our very distinguished guest, CNN Top 10 Hero of the Year nominee for 2019. He's uh, got a big part in the book, When the Truth is All You Have, by Jim McCloskey from Centurion. Uh, he's been in the news with numerous articles and videos. I call him a hero and my friend. Welcome, Richard Miles. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Richard, thanks you for... You feel special, man. You oh, you, you, you know what, Richard? You are special. Um, you are special. And, you know, we're not going to talk about your main story because we already got that on episode right. two. Yes. And, and so if you want to hear Richard Miles' full story... Go to episode two uh, and listen to it. It's really good. It's really good. And sometime in the future, we're going to have Richard Miles back uh, to talk about criminal justice reform. And I think it's going to be really great. Um, Richard, on your Facebook page, I've enjoyed reading every day. You have highlighted a black historian and what that day has meant to them. And one of the days you highlighted was February 14th. And you noted that Fred, Frederick Douglass was born on that day. And and so uh, I commented on that, that my daughter, Jessa, did 
a school project on Frederick Douglass. And here to talk about that is Jessamy. And Jessamy helped Jess on this project. And so we're going to let them just, uh, what did y'all learn about Frederick Douglass? Well, we learned that we do recognize that he was born on February 14th, um, even though we don't know for sure that was the day he was born, but we know that his mom called him my My little Valentine. Valentine. So that's why we recognize him um, on February 14th. But we also learned that words were very important to Frederick Douglass. And Mm -hmm. um, why were words very important to him, Jessa? Because, like we said, he was born into slavery, or did we say that? Mm-hmm. Um, so when he ran errands, he... Because he was born into slavery, he didn't get to go to school, right? Yeah, so he didn't learn reading and writing. So um, every time he went to run errands, he packed bread for the white kids on the street. He'll trade, he would trade them bread for a lesson yeah. of reading and writing. Exactly, wow. yeah. Mm-hmm. And talking about a love story, babe, oh, okay. he met and married the love of his life, Anna no, Murray, and they had a wonderful marriage. And later, when they got older and Anna passed away, he married... In 1982. Oh, in 1982, he remarried, and he married a woman named Helen Pitts. And why was that so important, Jessa? Because she was white. And like, what did everybody think about that back then? They didn't like it. And as you know, it's Black History Month, and we're talking about Frederick Douglass, so that means he's black. Yeah, yeah. So they didn't. They people didn't agree with that marriage, but they had a wonderful wonderful marriage. marriage. Yeah, they did. And what was the last thing? Why? Why? Why do we recognize him? Why was he so influential? The main thing. He wanted to stop slavery, so. The president back then was Abraham Lincoln, and he wanted to talk to influential people so that um, he could stop slavery. So he talked to the president, Abraham Lincoln, and he tried to, I want to say peer pressure, peer pressure him to um, help him, help to help stop in slavery. Yeah. And it worked. Mm Mm-hmm. Frederick, so for, you would say Frederick's pretty a pretty cool dude, huh? Uh huh. <laughs> I would do it again, actually. I would do the whole thing again. You would yes. do it if you had to do another project. You'd do it again. I, I would do it again. Awesome. All right. So Gemma, my other daughter, step up to the mic, and uh, she got to do Jackie Robinson, yeah. and so uh, so mommy put me in charge of that one since he's a baseball player. <laughs> so Gemma, tell us something about Jackie Robinson. Jackie Robinson broke the color barrier. Broke the color barrier for, for what? And because he became the first African American to to play Major League Baseball. Oh, okay. Ooh, and and what number was he? Forty two. And what's special about that number? What did every team He's do? Retired. They retired on every, on team. every team. No other player has done that. Oh, You're and he has and, and, and they had a comic book uh, that was about him as well. And then the oh, post office did what? They made a stamp for Jackie Robinson. They made a stamp, yeah. First, first baseball player to have a stamp. That's pretty good. And then also I'd like to note that I learned that he was the first African-American vice president of a major corporation. Oh, and he has, and he married a woman named Rachel Isham. 
And and did they have kids? Yes, three. Three kids. Jackie Jr., David, and Shailen. Oh, oh, that's so good. Good job on the project. And that's job, another Shailen. love story. That's another love story, We're yes. We're still doing love stories in that's February. right. And you, you thought that we yes, shouldn't do a fa- you're love right. story. <laughs> love stories so, all around. So, Richard, first of all, yes. tell me why you thought it was important to um, to highlight somebody on every day in February. You know, Jay, the honest, honest to God truth is because it's a lot of information that I didn't know. You know, um, and so for transparency, I, I was opened up to a lot of things that actually happened every day of the um, month in February. And that's what I wanted to do. I, I wanted to um, highlight the individuals that we hear about every day, and then some of the individuals um, that nobody has ever heard about. Right. And that's what kind of put me on this path to highlight a day every day in February. Man, so it was it was some of your for your benefit too. Yes, yes, a lot of the information, Jay, full transparency. I was I was blown away by it, you know. Um, but I was educating myself, um, and 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 well as it seems, educating other people, and so it was a win-win benefit. Yeah. So, man, when you posted, you know, of course, I I I noticed the February fourteenth post because it was Frederick Douglass, Frederick Douglass, and then the very next day, February fifteenth, yes. your post was like it caught me off guard because I I never really knew yeah. when that day was. So tell right. us that day is the reason why you are, you are black history as well. Yeah. It, it, true that to that point. And once again, uh, the more that um, I'm able to talk with people that's in the legal space, honestly, the more important I see what my case has done in the realm of individuals that's wrongfully incarcerated. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when I was in prison, there was no case that I could use to prove that I was wrongfully incarcerated. And so fast forward, February 15th, my case is the first case where a person that was actually innocent with no DNA and for nobody to come forth and testify for that person to be proven actually innocent. Wow. That's only by the grace of God that my case broke open. And for that fact, I know it wasn't just for me. Yeah. It yeah. was it was for other people. Because while uh, there while there was no precedent case for you to look back on, right. Now others in the future have your case to look back on and go, wait a minute, this is right. the same as, as Richard Miles. And man, I mean not, not the first non-DNA, the first no confession, you know, redacted confession or retracted confession. And, and now, um, here you are 2012, that was 2012. Yes. And, uh, so let, let me ask you this before we talk just a little bit about what you do. Um, I know you've highlighted somebody every day so far in the month yes. of February, but who sticks out in your mind the most? Wow. You know what? It's kind of hard to pick anybody that really stands out. You know, we we hear of the 
the Martin Luther King Juniors, and we heard the Frederick Douglasses. And and I think for me personally, um, when I look at where I am right now, I would have to highlight my dad. Oh, nice. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, my dad. He passed six months before I got out. Mm. Um, he was a bishop in the church. Um, it's because of his advocacy that. You know, we showed due diligence in my trial and we were able to get it overturned. And I think that a lot of times we look outside of the house for enjoyment when God has placed things inside of the house for us to appreciate. Um, And so, yeah, that's I I acknowledge the work of my dad and, and him being um, a person in my history as being a black person that really helped me. Wow. And he, I mean, he paved the way. I I, I didn't know your dad personally, but I know you. And I feel like I know the type of man your dad was because I know you. Yes, yes, yes. And and, and that's what, that's what we, I I have yet met your family, but I know you have a beautiful family because I know you, Yeah. (laughs) you know, and the pictures that I see and everything. And I think that's what God wants us to do and us as people in general. Um, that I like shines. Yeah. Why, why is it important, first of all, for us to have Black History Month? You know, the importance of Black History Month is an opportunity um, for two things to happen. The first thing is reconciliation. Yeah. The history, the true history of the Black American experience is one that is not a beautiful history. And in order for us to come to grips with reconciling, we have to identify how did we get to this point. That's good. And and, and that's what Black history is for. It's not so much as to um, hold the past um, in a place where they feel like that they cannot move from, but it's also not a place where we can't remember how great we are, even though we were impacted by our past. Right. So it's a dual purpose for Black History Month. So it sounds like uh, having a month highlighted is a good thing, but what would you say to people like like even celebrities, Morgan Freeman, you know, he says, um, he says that I don't want a Black History Month. Black History is American history. So he makes it sound like that that the Black History should be interwoven with the rest of the history, to where it, it's there's not a distinction. But if it were to be that way, is that is that enough? Is that enough? I mean, does that celebrate the Black History enough? Um, can we, is, is it possible for us to get to that point? You know, I, I don't think that it's possible um, to interwoven um, the experiences that um, the black um, lives have endured um, in America. Because when we interwoven it, or when we cover it up, when we gloss over it, loses value. We fail to acknowledge, and yeah. we lose the value yeah. of what really happened. Yeah. You know, it, it's hurtful, 
but it's things that we as a nation have yet to address, but yet and still we call ourselves one nation under God. And he wants us to acknowledge this as a nation so that we can heal as a nation. That's good. So, no, it it cannot be um, underrepresented. And not just Black History Month, in general, uh, um, ethnicities that's went through some very intense things. Yeah. We should talk about them. We should crack open those things and figure out why and what not to do moving forward. I love that. I love that. You know, um, whenever whenever people inmates apply to our transitional house, one of the parts of the application process is tell me your story. Tell Mm -hmm. me, tell me your past. Mm -hmm. And every once in a while I'll get somebody that says, I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. And, and I tell them I get it, but at the same time, like you said, we have to know how we got here. You're serving, you're serving the Lord. Now you're doing well now, but I need to know how you got here. Yeah. And, yeah. and so I, I take them down this journey and I teach them how to, to reflect and remember without it affecting them negatively, but allowing them to reflect and, and see how good they have it now and how good everything is now, because it was once so bad and they made some changes. And I think that's, I think that's why it's going to take so long for America to heal because I don't think America has made the the proper and enough changes. You know what right. I mean? And right, so, right. and, and part of that is just even identifying. I mean, I mean, it's, 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 un, it's crazy how I talk to some people, you know, and, and I tell them, you know, you know, that this was, this was how bad this was back then. This happened, especially yes. when I start talking about the names of prisons, most mm-hmm. the average person doesn't know that most of the names of our prisons are from, yes. from plantation owners. They don't know yes. it, you know? And when you start talking about that, they're like, Oh my gosh, wow. Why haven't we changed yeah. the name? Why haven't we changed the name? Well, I agree, but it's just so the roots go deep and it's so hard for people to acknowledge and then make the changes. And, um, but, but I think, I think we're getting a little bit better. We're making, yeah. you know, in, inches, you know, we're definitely not making miles, but we're making inches, but we got a you long, know, we got a long way to go though. You know, we, we're at that point and, and, and from a historical and biblical significance, you cannot miss this point. Uh, Jay, 2019 marked the 400th year that the first slave ship landed in America. Wow. Okay. So now follow me. 400 years. I know where you're going. I think Malachi to Matthew. Malachi to Matthew. Yes. (laughs) The children of Israel, the transition 400 years in oppression. And then they was released. It's not a coincidence that 2020 popped off the way it did. Oh man. You're so right. We are, we're in the middle of a birthing process and America, the traditional America sees the birth and that's the battle. Yeah. Wow. That's so good. And we have to be conscious of where we are from a spiritual realm first 
to acknowledge what's going on in the physical realm um, with the freedom movement and the expressions and all of that stuff. We cannot miss that. That's so good, man. That is so good, Richard. Well, listen, um, so you didn't get bitter and you didn't get all mad and and all this stuff from your wrongfully uh, convicted time in prison. You, you got out and uh, not only did you make history with your exoneration, but you're making, you're just making, you're making all kinds of strides for all these men coming out with your organization, Miles of Freedom. Tell us just a little bit about what you do, you know, uh, maybe how you had to pivot a little bit. I know the first yes. time that our first interview, we were just a couple of months into the pandemic. We didn't know you weren't, you weren't distributing food yet or anything. We didn't know what was going to happen. So tell right. us a little bit about what you're what you normally do and how you pivoted yes. and, and what, yes. what's, what's going to change going forward. Right. You know, so um, Miles of Freedom was birthed in 2012. Um, the, the the process was a 17 year full battle. Um, our mission, um, as you well know, is to provide holistic services for individuals, families and communities rebuilding lives after incarceration. We feel that there is a gap in services for this particular group or demographics of people and we feel because of experience and our expertise that we can fulfill um, those needs. Since the pandemic hit, uh, we still provide our case management. We worked with 300 people last year um, getting them jobs. 107 um, was looking for employment. We were able to employ those individuals. Our fresh produce distribution, which started in 2019, um, we've distributed over 1 million pounds of produce working in sync with the North Texas Food Bank and other community um, organizations um, within the community of South Dallas. And um, also we have a shuttle service that because of uh, the visitation shutdown in prison, uh, we haven't been able to connect families, but we do have that service. Yeah. And the reason why we do this here is not because I was wrongfully incarcerated. That was the engine. We do this because I was incarcerated. There you go. And I met a lot of good men in there that had just made some messed up choices. Yeah. And 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 when my dad died, those men was the shoulders that I stood on and and if I they made me to be the person that I am, even in a crazy place as prison. And so for me to get out and be in a position and not give back, then woe unto me. Mm. You know, and so that's um, pretty much miles of freedom. Um, our pivots has just really put us in position to be more of a resource to now Dallas in general and not just individuals impacted by the criminal justice system. Yeah. Yeah. Because you, uh, you were already doing the food distribution before, but it was more, was it more just produce uh, back then? Yes. So it was produce. Now we, um, so we are, we have a grant with the city of Dallas. So we are providing rental and utility assistance um, we have some resources every month that we're able to do that, uh, which is a great blessing because of last last week with the winter storm and COVID 
And so all of these compound issues that's yeah. really weighing on our communities, uh, we're just able to be that vehicle now, which is a total blessing um, in itself. And the last point is when I went to prison, I asked God, the word says, try my word by my word. And I oftentimes heard of the story of Joseph. That's the position that we're in now. Yeah. Joseph is the, the story of Joseph with yeah, the family. Absolutely. The seven years. You went you you went to prison, uh, wrongfully convicted, just like Joseph did. Yeah. And and he came out and uh and he ended up feeding a bunch of people during the famine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And and now and now you're doing the same thing. Um yes. But but you have a little more gray hair than he probably did. No, I'm just, just playing. A bit, just a little bit more. Just a little bit more. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, well, Richard, listen, man, I you're you're a hero to me. You really are, and um and and I thank you for all you do. I thank you for not giving up on Centurion, not giving up on God, not giving up, and just being patient, man. I I, I I've met a few other exonerees that are good people. Um, yes, but sir. you can tell bitterness kind of got a little bit of them at, at one point. And, um, yeah. and, yeah. and I don't blame them. I mean, I can't say that I wouldn't be bitter if, if I was sitting in there, but you are, you seem to be cut from a different cloth. And, uh, and, and I know part of that cloth is probably the hem of Jesus garment. So, um, so I, I but I want to thank you again. You're, you're my hero this month. And I appreciate you hanging in there and making making history the way you have, and 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 then just making hit, allowing your history to make other people, um, you know, have a better chance, you know, to, of getting out of prison. So thank you, and uh, and I know you got a you got a strong woman behind you, yes. beside you, uh, right there with you, supporting you. Maybe maybe uh, maybe maybe next time you come on, we'll 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 get we'll get her to break, come on with you. I don't know. We we can do it. We you know we I think I think your wife and my wife need to do a podcast about dealing with people after prison. There you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that. See so, what happens. Yeah. But yes, sir. Most definitely. Thank you very much. And listen, we're gonna I, we're gonna put all your information on the show page as well. Milesoffreedom okay. dot uh, is it dot org or dot com dot org milesoffreedom.org and then uh richard's on facebook if you're not following him on facebook you need to follow him because he just spits out some some great stuff and he has great encouragement uh and 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 he's just getting recognition all over the world people are making videos and documentaries shorts and stuff there's going to be a movie about him one day i know for sure um i don't know if denzel washington will play um miles of free or if he'll play richard miles uh, if there was a movie made about you right now and they came to you and said, you can have anybody yes. you want to play you, who would you, who would you pick? Jamie Foxx. Jamie. Oh, I like that. Local Texas, <laughs> man. Yes. Uh, everybody I like says I kind of look like him and I think his, his com comedy, but his seriousness would be able to pull off a decent show oh i agree I, I, I agree i think so i think so I, i'd have to have you in there too i wouldn't want you as an inmate jay you'd have to be somebody else we'd have to put you in another position i don't know okay all right all right i i, I will think of something i don't know i'll be the chaplain right. in prison how about that that's it that's it that's a wrap you got the job uh all right man well we appreciate all you do thank you so much for helping us highlight and honor black history month 
Uh, and yes, next, next February, I'm going to, I'm going to pick your brain and you're going to help us, uh, do, do all four episodes and help us highlight other people. And, uh, but, but, but thank you for uh, helping us end this month with highlighting black history month and appreciate all you do, man. Thank you for the platform. Jay, much love to you and the family. Be blessed. You too, man. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. Once again, I'd like to thank Richard for coming on the show with, with my family and, um, if you want more information on him, Miles of Freedom, follow him on Facebook. It's a great, it's a great page. But if you want Miles uh, to know how to maybe volunteer for Miles of Freedom, go to milesoffreedom.org, and you can connect that way. It's a great organization; they're doing great work. But um, you know, racial reconciliation in this country, you know, does need to happen. Yeah, I got a lot of friends, a lot of them white that think there's no such thing as racial um, systemic racism, that thinks there's no such thing as uh, racial disparity in, in sentencing. And, you know, and they, they have their own beliefs. You know, I believe it from a different side. Uh, I've been inside the system and I've seen it and I've, I've benefited as a white guy from the system in a way that uh, some African-Americans don't. And it's not always about race lines. It's, it's, it's about economic lines as well. Uh, because I have some black, you know, um, friends that have gone through the system as well that have had lots of money to get lawyers and bail out of jail. So, it, yes, it's mostly about race, but it's also about economic status. But we have come a long way. I will say that we've come a long way, but we've got a long way to go. And, and I believe that Black History Month has a lot to do with, you know, learning. If you don't, man, just study, study. Figure out what what really happened 50, 60, 70 years ago, a long time ago. But if you don't know the history, then you can't really appreciate the future that much. Yeah, I, I really believe that. And um, and so I appreciate him coming on, and I appreciate him taking the time to, to recognize all those people on Facebook. Hey, let's pray real quick. Father, in Jesus' name, thank you for allowing us to all get together and talk about talk about some hard topics, but also acknowledge some great people. Thank you for all of our history, but thank you for the people that had to make had to make uh, some history through some bad times and in spite of some obstacles in their way. We thank you for those special people in uh, in our history as well. But also, Lord, thank you for the present. We're doing better. We got a long way to go, but also thank you for the future. Lord, I, I lift up I lift up our country. I lift up our leaders. I lift up the people. For um, Lord, we, we need to pray more for our leaders, no matter who's in office, even if it's, the, if it's not the one we voted for. We lift up President Biden and Kamala Harris and everybody else around them, the House, the Senate, our local state here in Texas, Governor Abbott, everybody. We lift them up to you, Lord. Give them strength, courage, integrity, honesty. And Father, thank you for everyone listening to this podcast. We thank you for Black History Month. Thank you for the the privilege and honor of getting to honor these people. And we love you, Lord, and we pray a hedge of protection around everyone listening, whether they're listening in their car, on the sofa, working out, whatever. Give them what they need to get through this day and this week. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. All right, we, we will see you. We've been promising Monica and Polo, and uh, they were affected by the winter storm uh, in a big way because where they have their church, their Bible study, the the one the building they were in and the building they were moving to both had storm damage uh and i think polo had storm damage at work as well so um 
it's going to be a while before we can get them down, nail them down for the interview. But it's going to it's going to be a good one. It's going to be a good one. And um, but next week we have a lady named Susan Slotnick, and she is she's awesome. Twenty five years she went in to teach dance into the prisons, to uh, five years to the juveniles, and then twenty years to the to the men. And this was in New York. It's a great story, great interview. Can't wait for you to hear it next week. We'll see y'all. Have a good week. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Background Check Podcast, brought to you by Forgiven Felons, helping people with a past realize their future. For more information, please visit ForgivenFelons.org. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and please don't forget to subscribe so you'll never miss the latest episode. I'm J.D. Gum, and this has been Background Check.